0: Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs, let's go. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you today? I'm also well, thank you, my friend, for asking. But back I to never, you. I never, I never return the uh, the salutation, you know. You know, when um, you're the host, you just kind of get used to it. It's, you know, we're we're just we're a mechanism to make sure that the the real intellect gets heard. So back to you.
1: <laughs> so, Steve, and occasionally Brian or Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's been uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, the you know uh, the Christian holiday. Um, happened Easter, uh, also a pagan holiday when you're uh, celebrating the, the, you know, the springtime and, and, uh, you know, the fertility gods, if you, if you will. Um, uh, so it, it was a good weekend altogether. Uh, it was nice and sunny on Sunday, but it, it fucking snowed. Um, I had to get out there and try and teach everybody how to fly a kite. Um, then you know i look up in the air and 2 seconds later i look back down i was like see this is how you do it and everybody was inside yeah flying kite gets pretty old pretty quick from from my recollection you guys agree with that or we bought some yeah. badass kites man we bought some badass kites um so you know the kids the kids still do the thing you know the, the my daughters are, are already caught she's caught on to the whole you know the parents of the easter bunny and santa and all that stuff you know and so it's 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 has got like i was bringing like all of the candy and all the stuff in the other night cuz i i hadn't seen her in 2 hours so getting ready to set up the easter baskets i'm bringing everything inside and you know i've got my arms are completely full and i lightly kick over kick open the kitchen door you know from the garage and uh there's there's my daughter standing right there in the kitchen looking at me and i <laughs> i got all this stuff in my hand and i was just like Lily, close the door. <laughs> All right, Mike, you... So <laughs> like,
0: I didn't see anything, Dad. I'm going to throw <laughs> this one out because I can think of my own experience. So let's go with Santa Claus. Let's go with Christmas. Um, do you guys recall when you figured out or found out about Santa Claus and what the circumstances were? Steve, you want to you, you take a go with that? Do you remember?
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Um... You know, I think it was just one of those things that like, at some point, I just, you know, logically made the connection. It's not like anybody told me. It's not like I had this big, you know, revelation or anything. I think I just grew into the age where I recognized the improbability of one person being able to do so much. And you yeah, were like
0: four when you did that, right? Because that would that would align with
2: your. No, that was just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, that was probably you know far too young for me to even remember. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there was any big aha gotcha moment. It was just all right. Basically, how, how about you, Mike?
1: How
0: about you?
2: Basically, that that tells the story of
1: Steve, you know, being the the analytical guy. You know, <laughs> exactly right. I fucking figured you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um me i it's it's maybe a vague recollection um but um do you remember those uh the wwf wrestler guys they were like they were like maybe a, a foot tall big rubber like, things
0: like ginormous ken dolls basically
1: right yeah but they were big rubber things you'd yeah. drop them in on their toes and they'd like do flips and shit and yeah yeah so um you know that's what we had all asked for that year we were probably eight or 10 years old and uh my buddy my buddy's older brother showed us where the hiding spots were for all the christmas presents and uh so my buddy like was showing us all the christmas presents you know and he was like yeah you see this is there's no santa claus there's no santa claus and i'm like come on man come on that's just your mom just bought you stuff and she doesn't want you to see it that's like the whole argument like all the kids in the neighborhood were having over at john Aperliano's house and uh Sure enough, uh, you know, you, you go over there Christmas morning after you've done all your presents and stuff, and we're all comparing our, our gifts and everything. And I got the I got the Hulk Hogan one and the Ultimate Warrior one, and he got like the Iron Sheik and Air Dog. And we're all playing with them, and I was like, I was like, so who got them for you? He goes, Santa. He's like, and he's like, you know, I told you, <laughs> I told you. John nice. John was always the wisest in the neighborhood, though. He's because he had an older brother.
0: Very nice. The reason I ask is when you were telling the story about your your daughter, uh, what I flashed back to was being, I don't know, maybe eight, nine or 10 years old, probably nine um, in the window between Thanksgiving and Christmas, being at a a store with my mom. The store was uh, uh, called Venture, if I believe. I don't know if you guys ever saw or heard of a store like that, but it was kind of like before there was Walmart and there was Target, there there was Venture, at least where I lived. And I was walking through the aisles with my mom and and she said to me, you know about Santa Claus, right? And I, you know, I'd heard some things on the playground and I said, yeah, I've heard some things. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> I, she she asked the question. <laughs> I gave the answer and we, we moved on and, and did some Christmas shopping. So that there we are. So, like, Steve, that was so De Niro you?
1: from you.
2: Yeah. I've heard some things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you said, how am I? What a question. Um. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, we had our uh, parent teacher conference for Isaac who, you know, isn't even two. So that's you got to crack down.
1: I bet. Um, I bet he's got all the potential. He just doesn't put the work in. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Something it's like, every like that. Every teacher's go-to. Sorry. Yeah, sorry they said he likes his books and he's got a great vocabulary for somebody who's not even two. And he does, you know, I, not to, you know, toot my own horn, but we've been pretty good at uh, making sure that he knows a plethora of words. Um, And dare I say, he knows more words than uh, most Republicans these days. So just throwing that one out there just to stick some coals in that fire.
0: Don't alienate our audience, man. We might have some people out there, you know, be a man of the people.
2: That's all right. If they can string together five words to tell me off, then they've deserved it. Uh, no, I'm a little bitter. So, uh, uh, a little bit of context. My, my sister, uh, her son is about six or seven months at this point and has a dairy allergy. So he cannot have milk at all. Uh, and there is When they first made the discovery, there were exactly two brands of this dairy free formula that you could get. One of the brands uh, had a mass recall because of unsanitary conditions at the manufacturing plant, which means that everybody had to go with the only remaining brand of formula that's available that's dairy free. And what happens in America? When there is a scarcity of an essential good, if your answer is people bought it up like assholes to hoard them and resell them for a profit, that's what's been going on. That's what my sister's been dealing with down in good old Tennessee. And anytime she complains about it, um, you know, being Tennessee, it's a, a very conservative state, she always, always, always gets people trying to tell her her business, trying to tell her, well, you know, you should be on, you should be using uh, breast milk anyway. You know, formula is no good. You're, you you do not know what you're doing. And it's like, just you shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, there is a, a serious need to the point where, you know, I go out to Walmart and I'm looking to see if I can find it. I don't know if you've looked at baby formula lately, but the shelves are bare it's very slim pickings it it makes me you know happy that isaac is on solid foods now but miserable for every other new parent out there who's just desperately trying to get something that their kid can tolerate right because without it my nephew will get a massive hernia in his stomach that is absolutely disgusting to look at and i'm sure very painful for him um so yeah, I've I've my tolerance for uh, some of these people is at an all-time low. If uh, you can believe that, considering uh, how things have gone in this country the last few years. But that's that's all I'm gonna say. On I'll step off my political soapbox and uh, <laughs> we'll just go. So Dave, your, your answer you is know, good. You know, Steve's I'm, doing
0: good. Mike's muted, which um which helps with me saying what I love is. I love that we're ten minutes into the pot good. already. Oh, you weren't? No. We're ten minutes into the pot already. We've yeah, talked about I, I Santa think, Claus. I
1: think what, what Steve was trying to say is that he's good. Yes, he's yes. doing well.
0: Steve's doing well. Santa Claus, formula price hikes, breast milk—like there's all kinds of all kinds of stuff on the front end of the pot here. I can't wait to see where we go with this. Um, so let's talk about a bad football match. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Steve or no Mike get after it first. We're going to let Steve catch his <clears throat> breath and then he's going to tear apart the tactics. What'd you see, Mike?
1: Um, what I saw was um, I saw a, a team out there that was um, not necessarily on the front foot. They were um, maybe a little cocky uh, given their run of form. Uh, we hadn't seen uh, four in a four in a row since, uh, what 2018 um so you know it, it it was just a poor performance all around i don't i don't think i don't think you're going to give anybody maybe over a 5 um and and the tops of that i think maybe were ben davis like he was the only one who didn't really completely fuck anything up um it wasn't brilliant it wasn't terrible um but I think when you you get into a, a game like this um, where, you know, you've won four in a row, you you had a run of form that was kind of in and out. Um, you had a game that you completely dominated against Manchester United. So, you know, we, I mean, that could have been five in a row right there, six in a row, really. Um, had you beaten Man United. So, I mean you have those games and so you get a little cocky. I think everybody does. you, win, you know, you win a few in a row. You get a little cocky. And it, it, I guess that happens. It just looks like they were all like in slow motion. They were drained out. Um, the passes weren't, you know, quick hit passes, which I think played into Brighton's hands. Brighton Brighton um, completely dominated the midfield on us. Um, ben Kerr was not good at all. Hoiberg was good in spots and terrible in others, which kind of contributes to that. Like at some points he was like maybe a seven. He had some, he had some nice, nice runs forward. He had some nice uh, opportunities to make some good passes and the, the recipients weren't there. He put one straight across the box that where the fuck was Regulon? you know, I was watching that, that replay and I watched it over and over and over again. And guess what's happening in that play? Instead of making a run through the box when when Hoyberg has that ball and, and puts it out in front of the in front of the friggin' net, Ho- uh, Regulon is walking forward. Instead of making a run, walking forward. That after a second watch uh, of the highlights, if you will, quote unquote, air quotes pissed me off so much it was a team that just didn't seem to give a shit and i think it's part of it is the fact that that they thought they're going to come in and walk all over brighton i did i mean i don't i don't understand why anybody would have thought any different um given everyone a form but it it tells me that they thought they're going to walk all over this team um, it tells, it tells me something about what happened with our coach after the, after the Villa game, testing positive for COVID, and he wasn't able to be on the field, down on the field, coaching tactics, um, doing the th- things he has to do to, to prepare his team. It has to do with giving his team days off that maybe he shouldn't have done. It was a reward, and maybe he rewarded them saying, let's see how this goes. It didn't go well, you know. Um, he allowed some some people to go. Uh, well, not some people. Uh, a gentleman to go across the ocean, um, you know, and back in a day. I, I, um, I. We'll get into that later. Um, I've got some thoughts about that. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of things that contributed to it, and and it's just they. It might have been their early kickoff too. I mean, I just think that nobody was good. Our wingbacks were awful. Regulon was slow um, and lackadaisical. And I think that Emerson just was awful defensively. Romero, I don't even know where his fucking head was half the game. Um, He got fucking burned so badly on that goal. Um, I know they 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 want to put it on uh, Eric Dyer and Heuberg, but it was 100% Romero that gave the ball away and then gave up on the play and, and allowed and allowed the, the ball to be brought into the box. It was just a bad game all around. Sunny Sonny was not on. Um, you know, Kuloseski wasn't on because he never, I don't think he saw the ball more than three or four times. Uh, I, I, you know, zero shots on target, man. That that you know, one shot, zero shots on target. That's pre Conte numbers.
0: I think you you just hit a good point that I want to grab hold of before we go to Steve. Um, simply put, we look like we did before Conte was around, and then we look like we did prior to the January window. You know, you mentioned Benticker and Kulusevski they had a pedestrian game where they just weren't they weren't there, right? And yeah. guess what happens when those two guys aren't there and throw in Romero having an off game? We suck like we used to suck, right? Because for some reason, Harry Kane can't work his magic when there aren't some of those other pieces functioning around him. Sonny can't work his magic when when there aren't some pieces functioning around him. It was just disappointing. And I guess the last thing I would say before going to Steve is I feel like our best Conte ball. You see the ball moving crisply and quickly, structured, organized passing, and we couldn't even pass the ball One to each other. Passes, yeah, couldn't yeah, even no. pass the ball to each other in in stride, in a from a stationary standpoint. Like there was nothing crisp happening. And your point about Conte being out is actually interesting. I hadn't even thought of it. Right, like is it that dramatic of an impact from him having to be away for a few days? When you have, I, I
1: think when you have a game plan, right? Like you have you have a coach who's got a game plan. You know, you can give that game plan to your assistant coaches all you want to, but, you know, who's your like assistant head coach, your assistant, Ryan Mason. I I mean, you know, they seem to be best buddies on the, on the touchline, but like those guys aren't going to get it across the same way. They're not going to drill the guys the same way. Maybe he was somewhere up in a scaffolding or whatever, you know, like fucking Nick Saban does, you know shouting shouting orders at his team with a fucking megaphone but it it, that doesn't that doesn't do it when you're a coach who's a hands-on coach and likes to get in there with his club and you know he gets in there and plays with his team he shows the movements and 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 it could have been you know it it, i don't know i just i just feel like all the passing lanes were cut off because they were slow grand potter Probably took the game a few, a couple of weeks ago and went, Oh, I see what they're doing. I'm going to fucking, I know how to fix this. Normally I don't think that he would have been able to fix it just by his tactics because I don't think they have the players to do it. I think that we just came out slow. Like Sonny looked like he was still like he had just gotten out of bed. Like we were slow out there and no amount of putting Lucas and winks and, 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 and Bergwine on was going to help you at that point. Like Lucas, Lucas made two nice runs right off, but did Lucas things gave the ball away on both of those things. Bergwine. What a wasted talent, man. I'm sorry. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt in that Lester game. He came on, he looked great. He looks like he doesn't even care, man. I don't, I don't think he cares anymore if he's not, Starting every game, he doesn't care. He looks, he looks nervous and worried every time he gets out there on the pitch. Like he doesn't know what he's doing, kind of like Sessignon did before he kind of caught some form before the injury. And and I'm sorry, Harry Winks, you're a championship player.
0: No question there. Let's go to Steve. Steve, uh, break it down in terms of the X's and O's. What you saw,
2: like. The thing that's been bothering me about this game, I can forgive the first half, right? The number of times that Spurs have started slow and, you know, it's it just hasn't looked great. And then they kick it into gear in the second half. You know, I was anticipating Conte to light a fire under these guys after that abysmal first half, but it just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, as disappointing as it was, what i'm more frustrated about is just the absolute lack of passion you see in some of these guys out on the field you know i feel like outside of hoiberg I, I i don't really remember anybody trying to like take charge and, and get the people around them to give a shit um which is it, you know we've all been involved with sports in some capacity maybe not soccer but you know football baseball we've been in and around it If you're having a bad game, do you just stop in the middle of the game and say, yeah, you know what, today's not my day? Or do you fucking buckle down and just try harder? You know, because maybe it's just me, but in my entire sporting life, anytime I was on a losing situation, it wasn't give up. It was let me push myself. Let me try harder. Let me try to rally the guys around me to, to, you know, put their best foot forward. And I, it, it, these are professionals they're being paid very, very well. And they just, you know, don't look like they care. I, you know, I think Mike's spot on, there was a a, a almost entitlement to the way that they approached this game. And I can't understand how after being pressured the way Brighton pressured Spurs in that first half, You think, well, that was probably good enough. If we keep doing this, things will work in our favor. After five or 10 minutes of that, they should have been thinking, well, shit, okay, let's shake the leg out of our shoes and the the lead out of our shoes and just fucking go for it. Right? Like, We need to be better. We need to be faster. We need to actually put some effort in. I can't blame fatigue. There was no midweek game that we had to worry about. I can't blame well I I can't even blame the the, the Conte COVID thing because again, these are professionals and even if Conte can't drill in the specific tactics he wants because he's not able to be right there that shouldn't prevent them from actually putting effort into the game, right? There's no excuse for me for these guys to just be walking around out there for them to take five touches before deciding what they're going to do with the ball. You know, this isn't day one of Conte ball. This is something that we've been doing for a while. Even without specifics, they should have still understood the basics of what Conte wants from his system and done something about it. The only critique that I will throw Conte's way, because I, I 100% am blaming the players here, his subs were not great. They came oftentimes too late in the game for who we needed and in what position on the field. And I just don't understand the wink sub. It it you know that that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I can forgive bringing Lucas on because, yeah, you want somebody who's going to bring energy. That just screams Lucas, right? But to leave Bergwijn until five minutes to go, he had one chance, and it was arguably our our best chance of the game that he just completely fucked up. But it, it leads me to think, like, if, if he was on earlier, would he have been able to contribute something more? And, you know, we're always going to find ourselves in this game of what if, what if, what if, but... The fact of the matter is there were zero shots on target. It took far too long to change anything. And then coming out in that second half when they needed to show the entire stadium that they meant it, that they wanted to be serious contenders, they just dropped the fucking ball. And, you know, they might as well have not even shown up for that game. Maybe mentally they didn't, but that's, to me, the players completely fucked that up. And if we don't see a response this weekend, you know, I, 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 I don't even know what to think. It's 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 embarrassing. It's it's laughable. You know, we were sitting here just last week talking about how great our forum has been, how it seems like things are finally clicking. And then to just have such a pedestrian, complacent reaction to that. Uh, you know, if it if it takes wicked Spursy calling them out on a week by week basis, whether they perform well or not for whatever superstitious bullshit needs to take place to actually get a good performance. I think we have the moral obligation as Spurs fans to pick somebody to absolutely shit on every single week until the end of the season, just to get them over the line. You know, we talked superstition last week. I think we need to, we need to lean into it. And here I am calling out every single one of those fucking players for being absolute garbage turn that shit around
1: it's golini's fault what do you think mike <laughs> i said it's
0: golini's fault yeah totally yeah. let me let me just share my thinking i think you guys know where i'm going to go with this because they uh, because uh you know how i kind of see some of this stuff we look like crap we truly did i remember it was maybe a month 6 weeks ago Hugo Lloris came out and made some comments about how specifically he, Kane, and Son needed to like show everybody how important it was to, to, to make the run for top four. And, you know, remarkably, that's been happening. We, we, we got hot, we played well, improved on a week by week basis and and are strongly we're, we're in a good driver's seat for the four spot. Maybe if Chelsea has some issues, we could creep up to third. But let's just let's just be satisfied with fourth. The thing is, even the best teams in the world drop a turd in the middle of the table every once in a while. So I can come to terms with a team having a bad day because it happens. And it happens across a 38-game season or in the in baseball, 162-game season, in basketball, an 82-game season, right? Like, it happens. So I can come to terms with that. Um, what I want to see is those same three guys, Hugo, Son, Kane, cut the bullshit. And make sure that doesn't happen again. You know, there's a part of me that is okay with us having a bad game yesterday. There's a part of me that's okay with all the new guys being off. There's a part of me that's okay with us looking like crap as long as we do something with it. I don't. I don't have any beef with Grand Potter who I think is a good sound coach. Had he been named the Spurs coach instead of Nuno back in the day, I would have been happy. I would have been with Wendy on that one, right? He's a smart tactical guy who who wants to understand his players and make good decisions. And I'll tell you what, that guy does good things with the players that he has available to him, and he recruits well and gets players to come play for him who will execute the system that he wants to put in place. So I'm okay with us losing to Brighton, who are playing well and beating sound teams as of late. All that matters is what do we do next? And this weekend – we're playing a team that is is going to be a tough challenge right it's going to be a tough challenge in a number of ways there'll be an emotional challenge to that we can talk about that that match in a little bit but i'm okay as long as we progress and look ahead but steve's ready to beat me up on this one so go for it
2: i'm i'm almost with you almost the the i agree that inevitably there will be a turd dropped in the middle of the season i get that i i'm Okay with having a game that is just poor and doesn't go your way if the players actually try, you know, if there's effort put in and things don't go your way, you know, you're outplayed, you're out tactics, tactics, strategized. I don't know. Tacticized. Tacticized. We're making shit up now. (laughs) But the point is tactically outplayed. Tactically, there There we go. go. The point (laughs) is. (laughs) <laughs> I had a point. No. Tacticized. There it is. <laughs> tacticized. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make is, is if you have a bad game because the other team plays better than you or you know luck's just not on your side, that's one thing. If you have a bad game because you just don't put the fucking effort in, that's a completely different thing, and, and that I cannot accept. If you go out there and you try your hardest and fail – I'm with you. If you go out there and fucking fall asleep on the field because you just, you know, you've got other things on your mind, you don't really care about what's going on, that doesn't sit right with me. I can't get on board with that. So here's here's
1: my thought on what Dave said. <clears throat> now we're analyzing Dave's thoughts. <laughs> I'm just feeling um, the love. So, Bring it, boys. Bring it. No, 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 and it's and it's really it really has to do with what Hugo said. Um, and there's a. There's, and it kind of ties into what Steve is is saying too. But there's a bit of bravado there from from a guy who who should be the outspoken one, who should be the captain, who should be saying some of the things that he's saying. However, he can't go out there and, you know, one bad apple upsets like the cart or whatever, you know. Um, He can't go out there and start saying, well, it's got to be the three of us who've got to show everybody the way. Like, none of these other players that are on the field have ever been to a fucking Champions League before. I don't like I don't like him saying that. And you know what else? I, I, I don't like him saying that because Romero's been there. Benton Kerr's been there. Kulisevsky's been there. Lucas got us to the fucking final when Harry Kane didn't want to fucking show up the next game. Um, Davis has been there. Davis, fucking Dyer, yep. Winks, like, all those guys. Winks that year was fucking phenomenal, right?
0: Whoa, 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 whoa!
1: No, he was the guy. He was the guy that we thought he was going to be. He was developing into the guy we thought he was going to be. You know, you never know. Skip could fucking turn into Harry Winks. Who knows? Um, but my my point is that like you you have to you have to approach it. You know, if you're going to go out into the media and say shit, you have to approach it. You know, in a way that you're gonna you're gonna show that one you're the leader, but also. It's a team. It's got to be a team mentality. So he probably could have said something different, like, "Yeah, we got to show them the. We have to show them the way. In this league, we know we have guys who have been there before. They know. They know what it feels like. We have to. We have to press on that. I I, I don't like Hugo saying that. I do not. I definitely do not like Conte saying." saying, well, if you're not going to win, just don't lose. I don't like that either. I, I don't know. I, I, what do you think, Steve? I don't, I don't know.
2: Well, I think that we've we've looked at this logically. We've analyzed the situation, and and I think we've done a pretty good job at delivering the facts, but I want to posit some alternative facts that might better explain how that game went wrong And the situation that we currently find ourselves in, and in order for me to do that to you, we need to take a trip down memory lane. 2019, okay? Mikel Arteta becomes coach of Arsenal. Right. It's the last time I believe that Arsenal were in Europe. Was the season before 1819, right? So they haven't been in in Europe since then. Arteta is now the coach, right? The only thing that makes any sense to me at this point is that when he joined Arsenal he reached out to some really shady people and he found a way to put a curse on that number 4 spot to make sure that if it can't go to Arsenal that anybody who is in that spot is going to suffer as a result now we've seen a number of play- a number of teams so far this season that have been in that fourth place and we all think, you know, they're they've got it. It's theirs to lose. No big deal. And then they fucking shit the bed. It's clearly cursed. Clearly. There is no doubt in my mind that the the fourth spot's just cursed. And it has been since 2019. It has been a constant struggle. You've seen it on social media all the time. People saying that we're, we're playing this game. You know, top four is lava, and that's exactly what it is, right? Nobody wants that fourth spot. We've had team after team, United, West Ham, Spurs. At some point, it was their spot to lose, and they inevitably fall to pieces as a result. Who stands to gain? from a situation in which a Champions League spot is suddenly undesirable for the team that holds it, and it is the team that hasn't been in there since Mikel Arteta took over in 2019. Mikel Arteta has cursed the fourth spot. He has cursed it, and that curse will not be broken until Arsenal get it, which is to say it won't ever be broken because, fuck Arsenal, they're just garbage and will not be in the Champions League at any point in the near future. So we're going to be in a constant state where between Spurs, United, West Ham, Wolves, fucking throw Leicester in there, whoever else, you know, some shock surprise team, nobody's going to be able to hold on to that. It's going to go to the last day of the season and it's all because of this bullshit curse that Arteta has placed on the position because he can't fucking win it fair and square.
0: The Steve comment and a question comment top four is lava is a fantastic freaking statement might be the might be the episode title today i'm just i'm not sure if i want to throw that out question we didn't put you in the corner yet why did you just come out of
2: the conspiracy corner like swinging what, what did you just do uh, you know i felt dave if this was an appropriate transition you know it's it's we've looked at it logically how else do you look at it right with different logic you know alternative facts something that uh may be a little easier for us to understand and, and cope with because let's be real you know spurs have been on hot form for a few games in a row and the only reason i can think that they would be so pedestrian is if there was some sort of fucking witchcraft going on This is clearly cheating to me. Clearly, Arsenal is out to get Spurs with some fucking witchcraft bullshit. And it just blows my mind that it's taken us until this very episode of Wicked Spursy to address the rather large elephant in the room. Arsenal can't win fair. We've seen them use dirty tactic after dirty tactic to postpone games to try to get their best players back what's left going beyond rational thought and doing something that most reasonable people wouldn't even consider i'm here to tell you that i am not a reasonable person and therefore arteta is not pulling the fucking wool over my eyes i am on to you i am not a reasonable person
0: (laughs) steve is he pulling the itch over your
2: eyes Oh,
1: pull the wall yeah, there,
2: there it is! There it is! It's further proof that <laughs> Mikel Arteta is using witchcraft to curse the fourth spot because if he can't have it, fucking nobody can. That piece of shit! You, wow!
1: You know, this is all born of the fact that I asked Steve what he's
2: thinking. I just yeah. want you to know what are you? So think, really, Steve? it's your I'm fault. I'm never <laughs> saying that again.
0: See, and and listeners like. Here's, here's how our pod, we don't have a plan, but here's how it usually goes. Hey guys, how are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about the match. Blah, 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 blah. We do. Hey Mike, what you drinking? Blah, 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 blah. We talk a little more. We go into Steve's conspiracy corner. We close it up. Steve just threw the whole freaking thing out the window. Now we are truly uh, flying blind. So Steve, wow. I'm not a reasonable person is another good statement. That could be an episode title. If not tonight at some other point in time, um, <laughs> I, I, Let's save reaction to, to Steve's statements because Mike, I'm curious about something. Do you know what's what I'm that, curious Dave? about?
1: What are you, what, what what's that?
0: I would really like to know. Hey Mike, what you're drinking?
1: Well, Dave,
2: I love it when you do that. He does. He loves it. Well, um, all the transitions tonight, <clears throat> just taking our moments and taking it. You know,
1: yeah, we're like, we're like fish with the, with the nice segue from song to song. It kind of just flows. It just keeps flowing. And then it, you know at some point you come back into that just first swimming, song right like just yeah it's amazing uh, speaking of fish uh, i got a pretty trippy looking uh a can of beer here um and uh i man it's it's from estonia it's from a brewery in estonia um part of the former eastern bloc if you will um it's i won't <laughs> you won't <laughs> <laughs> unreasonable steve strikes again bullshit, bullshit steve i i i feel i feel as though you might be a socialist um anyway this one is called uh i, I i'm probably pronouncing it wrong you know
0: those old you know your redneck jokes <laughs> steve you know you know you're a socialist yeah sorry back to you like
1: you might be a socialist if <laughs> um this one is called from a brewery called puhala puhala pujala spell that. spell that for me. Uh, it's P-O. Uh, the O has a little mustache over the top of it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> mustache O, okay. Um, H-J-A-L-A. Puhala, Pujala? Pujala? Uh, I don't know. It's it's part of the... F- this beer is called Torm. Um, it's an imperial goza with lingonberries and honey. How do you spell Torm? T-O-R-M. Oh, okay.
0: Like it sounds. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Sounds it just it sounds very Norse to me. I don't know. I don't know if there's a there. there were probably uh, Vikings in Estonia. You know, Estonia, Russia. Um, there were definitely Vikings, Danes there uh, at some point that created that civilization. Um, but this is a really cool, trippy-looking can. It's very. Uh, it's not tie-dyed, but it's it, it's it's kind of like. Liquid color looking. Um, if if you know what I'm saying, you know you see those old '70s, '60s, and '70s videos. You know the the Jefferson airplane videos with the liquid color behind in the background. It's kind of like that. Um, looks really cool. Um, it's it says it's a strong sour and salty wheat beer. So it's brewed. It's a wheat beer, which is uh which is fantastic. I love wheat beers. Um, um, some of the uh, you know, central European countries have some wheat beers that I, I don't like. Um, but, uh, I, I do like most wheat beers, uh, lingonberry and honey. This is served at 42 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So I took it out of the fridge earlier and, uh, hopefully it's, it's warmed up enough. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Product of Estonia. It doesn't give any other, any other, other, uh, Uh, notes other than it's eight percent alcohol so it's an imperial gosa ale with lingam berries and honey
0: so i did find their i found their website while you were talking mike they have some really cool looking beers actually this is pretty pretty slick although they only ship to estonia in this moment how about that it's
2: also fun fact it's pronounced pohila pohila yeah i just watched a video uh It's, it's, it's,
1: it's actually a town right
2: Tallinn is the town oh Interesting. Um, Where everybody knows your name—that's the name of the video <laughs> that I just watched.
1: It's got a—it's got a cool, like little little pop top on it, like a, like an old school. Uh, oh yeah, Budweiser can, like very old school, that like or like the early uh, wide mouth cans. Uh, it's eleven point two ounces. Oh, did you hear that? That's nice. I love it when it does that. So I had a different beer in this glass. I'm using my nice Beaver Town glass that we got from Adam. It is um, a
0: beautiful glass, no
1: question. Um, I, Must I, be nice. I, I had to wash. I had to wash it out from the beer I had previously. So I put some bush light in it. So it was a nice, uh, nice watery washout. Um, let's pour this and see what we get into here.
0: Mike, while you're pouring that, they have a beer called a uh, Hazy IPA, four and a half percent. It's called Yes Ma'am, and on the uh, the can. It's got pineapples and pink Crocs. Not making
1: that up. Hmm. Estonia. I got to tell you, uh, this Beaver Town glass fits this 11.2 ounce can perfectly. Are you able to screenshot this? Because I don't know how to do it. But I'm going to show you. That's pretty. Isn't that perfect? Uh, It looks good. It's got a straw. It's got like almost not a straw. It's more like a caramel color uh to it it's i can smell it just sitting here on my uh on my desk um and it has that like it has that sour typical sour type smell that yeasty we we got into it last week we don't have to you know revise it wow Okay, so that's pretty interesting. I'm going to have another sip. Mm. Rare.
0: This is the part where he says, this is really fucking good.
1: (laughs) Or this is piss. No, it's not piss. It's pretty fucking good. Um, (laughs) It's weird. I'm, I'm finding maybe through this process, maybe I'm finding I like sours a little more. I don't know what a lingonberry is. Um, but before I get on to rating this
0: Is, is uh, the freighter?
1: It, nah. No nah, freighter? No. Nah. It, it was a chance hap- it was a very by chance that I found this um, it was the only it was the only uh, can of this at the, at the beverage warehouse at the time in Winooski. I don't know how they got it if they're only shipping to Estonia but they have it. Um, let's, let's go with uh, eh. we, have, we have a beer advocate review. Uh, it's given a 3.95 out of 5. There's nothing nothing weird out of this uh, except the, the, the guy who rated it uh, is uh, from Norway, uh, which goes into my thoughts that maybe this is some sort of Norse situation uh the next guy is from denmark hmm, interesting anyway uh pour the hazy red orange color with a medium top off white head that dissolves quickly aroma is of lingonberries what's a lingonberry dave look that up for me would you it's like a dingleberry but lighter <laughs> perfect yeah yeah you just drop you just dropped my score by about 0. 0.75 <laughs> uh bread and citrus citrus the taste is sour with fruity notes, blah, blah, blah. More bullshit that these guys always put on here. A well-tasting and easy-drinking gosa. Um,
2: so a, a lingonberry is uh, essentially a mountain cranberry.
0: It's sour, yeah, okay. But sour, but a sour mountain cranberry.
2: Yeah, okay then.
0: Not yeah, something I'll, you I'll would be- enjoy eating raw. They are smaller, juicier, and very softer flesh than their distant cousin, the cranberry.
1: Well, I can tell you that I've had a raw cranberry. They're also not pleasant to eat. They're very, very bitter and very tart. Um, yeah, I can see this being a cousin of the cranberry. I get that a lot in here. I mean, um, I just, I couldn't put my, I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, 3.6. Ah, oh,
2: damn. So close. You're close. Steve gave hey, you gotta, three. You
1: got to put that shit on the chat, Steve, because like. I, it's I it's there.
0: We DM'd each other. We we make our predictions while you're you going. You
1: DM'd each other. That's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that okay. <laughs> Only Mike. Only Mike. Screw you, Mike. We're not telling you we what, what we predicted. <laughs> no, Steve said three seven. I said three nine. So you uh, you were closest to
1: Steve. It's a good beer. I don't. I I I can't really. Uh, I can't really decide where where I would like to have. A beer like this um again i don't like sours too much typically i like ghosts um i think the best one i've had ever is lost nation uh brewing um but i think at some point we're gonna have to start turning this into beers i've already had before so i can describe them to people because i'm running out of beers that i've not had well, I-, I feel sure. like i feel like lone freighter had every we'll single we'll beard just have man. to
2: get somebody to uh, start sending random shit to you. I wish people would send random shit to me.
0: That'd be nice. <laughs> I think you just confirmed you are a lone freighter, what we suspected all along. So now we know. No, I told you he's an Arsenal fan. Uh, true. You did. Ugh. All right, Mike. We appreciate that. So that was... How'd you, how'd you say it, Steve? P- Pohila? Pohala? Pohila. P- Pohila Torm 3.6. Mike likes it. He's liking the ghosts and, uh, we're, we're moving forward with that. So this has been, Hey Mike, what you drinking? Steve, what are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking that if they start distributing more to the U S uh, we can probably claim credit for that. So, uh, you know, if any of you brewers out there in Estonia are listening and, uh, you know, you want to make your footprint in, in Vermont, uh, which is of course the, uh, what do you call it the, the gate to the rest of the United States in terms of beer? I assume. No question. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can bat bat Portland, that. Oregon, yeah. Ah, fuck Portland. That's overrated. Uh, so we anyway, will, be, yep. we will
0: be the, we'll be the conduit. We'll be the middleman for the Estonian beer scene in the States. I think let's, let's take that claim and make, make it happen. You guys good with that?
2: Why, why leave it? No, in we're going to be like a fan in the Latvia. 80s. We're huge in yep. Estonia. Lithuania, if you've got some beer you want to send our way to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll am take any of them.
0: How about this? Any place that ends in Ia, we will uh, represent them in, in the United States as, as their, their beer source. Good?
2: Slovakia, yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. All
1: yeah. right.
0: Hey, Mike, I'm actually wanting to come back to you briefly. You okay with that? Yeah, sure. I want to get your reactions to Steve's insane uh, Woolwich curse uh, rant that came a little bit early.
1: Dave. Just like me. Dave, 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 There's no, there's, okay. So I was, I was, uh, I, I was trying to explain this argument to uh, one of my x-ray students today uh, that, that there, there are no, there's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing as coincidences. Uh, there are, there, no, no, they're mostly, it's mostly coincidences. There's no such thing as luck. Um, there's no karma. There's no fucking jinxes.
2: You just At jinx least. the rest of our season.
1: If yeah, we, we lose this
2: weekend, it's Mike's fault.
1: I used to have, when I was in x-ray school, I had a we. I had a, a guy in my class. And every time the teacher called on him, no matter what the question was, his answer was, I don't know, magic? And magic also doesn't exist. Um, it's it's <laughs> either it's there or it's not. It happens or it doesn't. What we do has no effect on what the fuck so, is going to happen in this game.
0: That's the guy who killed I, the Easter Bunny for his daughter today, by the way. I Let's
1: need a timeout. I murdered <laughs> I the Easter Bunny out. on the front lawn and left his blood, so, and left his blood on the doorstep.
2: I have Passover. an anecdote for you, Mike, that is a very much related to what you just said. Not about the, the bunny blood on the doorstep, the other thing, the magic. I took when I was in college a class called Introduction to Cryptography. And I put on a full-on presentation. Sounds about for my right final for
0: university bullshit. Steven just I, read I, the Da Vinci sh- code. He wanted to take a class about you're it. You're wasting it your was.
1: parent, You're wasting your parents' money so you can <laughs> so you can be Dan Brown's
0: ghostwriter.
2: This intro to cryptology class is so hard. <laughs> it was necessary for my major. It was a required course, uh, but the final project that I did was all about how cryptography is just magic. I had scenes from Harry Potter that I worked into the presentation. I didn't take it fucking seriously at all, but, but I had this it. professor four years in a row. Did this so... guy dress
0: like uh, Indiana Jones by any chance?
2: No, he was... Uh... He was very much a... Oh, where, he was from a Fairfield. Fairfield? I don't know. Some fucking, you know, very north, middle of nowhere Vermont town. Uh, I ended up getting an A in that class. I have no idea how, especially considering my entire last presentation was about Harry Potter magic and how it's relevant. But the point is that I got an A in that class talking about magic. So magic must be real. So fuck you, Mike. It's totally legit. We, we've gotten to the point where Steve saying "fuck you."
0: That's our sweet spot.
1: That's right where we want to be, Mike. Right. That, I mean, that, I mean, that's a spot right there. It's, that's a spot. <laughs> it's level and it's good and it feels right. Just kind of, Getty just up. kind of, lean into it. Let's just ride mm. this wave a little bit. Let's let's move forward.
0: Let's talk about Brentford. Uh, Steve, what are you thinking about Brentford? You worried? You excited? You ambivalent?
2: What do you think? Look, here's the thing. Um, I'm always worried as a Spurs fan. Nothing good can ever happen to us without a bit of pain. Uh, I'm hoping that last game was the pain that we had to go through before we get something good again. But I am not discounting the fact that Christian Erickson is playing for Brentford right now and has essentially put them in cruise control almost they have been really good since he has come on integrated with the team and started providing his his level of class that we've come to expect from him I'm almost afraid of this game because of just him as a player if Conte can light a fire under the rest of the team maybe tan some hides let them know who's boss and who they need to listen to. Maybe we come out of that on top, but uh, there's magic on that team. I know Mike doesn't believe in it, but I'm bringing it back. Christian Ericsson has a magic touch and he will punish us if we are not On our game. So of course I'm worried for this game. Of course I am. I think any Spurs fan who thinks we're going to go into this Brentford game and just walk away with three points like it's nothing is going to be in for a rude awakening. I think we have all the potential to get the three points in this game and make it relatively easy. But this is Spurs. We're not going to make it easy. We're going to make it fucking painfully difficult. And each and every one of us is going to have to drink ourselves to an early grave to cope with it. That's what I think about this weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah. Final Mike, thought count? right there.
0: <laughs> Steve already gave his closing thought. He's, he's running things tonight, Mike. He's absolutely right. running things.
2: You're not the host anymore, Dave. Uh,
1: done. Look at me! I'm gonna go I'm find some. Steve's, yeah, Steve's like Captain Phillips, like you know. I, <laughs> I'm the host now. I'm gonna go find some
0: food and another beer. Nice talking to you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, this weekend, this weekend's gonna be tough. Um, I I don't I don't obviously believe in and uh, the Christian Erickson Erickson fucking magic or or you know whatever. Erickson is a great player. Um, he was a good player before we let him go. Um, when, when he was his last season with us, he kind of, you know, he's, he's kind of like that guy who was giving his two-week notice, you know? He just kind of fucking checked out. Um, love the guy. Love the guy. Brought so much joy to, to Tottenham. Uh, brought so much joy to to our club Uh, brought so much joy to his countrymen and, and to his, his his national team. Uh, The guys a really, really good player. And, and I think that like I had some reservations about him coming back. Even Um, I thought it was a stupid idea of him. You know, you know, I thought it was a bad idea. Um, I know there are other players who have come back from similar situations, but this guy, this guy has changed that team for the better. I mean, he, he gets into a team and he has an effect on, on, on players in, you know, the way he had an effect on Harry Kane. Um, his passing is great. His progressive ball play is great. His He plays, he plays well uh, defensively. Um, other than that, like th- there's no magic around it. Um, it, it. It's, it's all about his, his, his ability to, to read the game and understand the game. Uh, I, I have, um, no doubt that someday this guy's going to be an amazing coach. Um, he, he, he's just on another level, the way he reads and plays the game. Um, I'd love to have him back. Um, there are rumors out there, obviously, uh, they're probably from fucking Italian media, so you can't fucking trust anything they say. Um, I'd love to have him back. There are a number of players I'd love to have back, but um, I think that in this game, the, the difference makers, I don't I don't know that you know, like they've sure they they've won five in a row, right? Or or have gotten five lossless since he since he started. One or the other. I think it's the um, latter. Yeah. So so um, you know, he does have an effect on the game, but he's not the entire game right? He's not, he doesn't stop those other teams. You have to also look at the the teams they're playing against, right? Um, He just came in at a time where they were playing some favorable, they had some favorable matchups where they could get healthy. They're, they're past that relegation zone now. So they don't have to worry about, you know, being relegated. They're, they're, they're they're firmly in the premier league again. So um, the guys you got to watch out for, or the, the guy you have to watch out for, Ivan Tony. If if Christian Erickson is is the magician here, then the with the rabbit he's pulling out of his hat is is Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony's the man. Um, I think he slots in as a starter at any any mid to low table team in the Premier League. Um he is a very 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 capable and solid starter on four through six i think um i I think i i think he would be a fantastic guy to put up front with harry kane Uh, i would love to see a guy like that on my team he's a hard worker he's smart he also knows how to read the game um he's fast you know uh, like we we need a guy like that on our team. Um so this is by no stretch going to be a walk in the park. It's it never was going to be a walk in the park. We happened to catch them uh in a bad in a in bad form when we played them last time, what we beat them 3 nothing, right? Um you know, it, it this game's going to all, be all about who scores the first goal. I'm not making predictions this week cuz I predicted we were fucking roll Brighton. Um and Honestly, like, I don't think we're going to roll Brentford. Brentford's not an easy team to play. Thomas Frank is, is not, um, he's a hard coach to game plan against because, you know, he can be completely defensive one week and the next week come back and be tactically, um, on the, on the front foot. Um, so you never know what you're going to get with him. He's, he's much like his, his, uh, his doppelganger Willem Dafoe, is like he's a fucking wild card you know I may mean, uh, recall so, mike i was
0: i was an early fan of our boy Tomas frank he's a no you totally were you you yeah, were you coach. were a
1: fan of the brentford bees a few years back when they were on the I championship. was absolutely yep uh, I, I i like that team and i and i and i like their i like their they have a bit of swagger going on now i kind of like that um i like swagger better than cockiness mm-hmm uh, which is what I felt like we had coming into this game uh, last week. And I think this week, let's, let's get some swagger back. That'd be nice. Get a little swagger back.
0: I like it. I like it. Let's see it happen. Hey boys, closing thoughts. Let's wrap this thing up, Steve onto you. Or did you already uh, spend every, every thought you had in your mind and you're just done? What's it going to be?
2: You know, I do have a closing thought, Dave. And that there it is. Come on. Dude, Come on. Headphones is just how lucky i am that not only do i get to watch spurs play this weekend but on the very same day i get to attend maple fest and i am so looking forward to maple fest a nice fucking fun time maple everything maple food maple drinks maple literally everywhere it is going to be a blast and it's practically in my backyard i cannot wait it's been a long two years since the last time they put this thing on and i i want my goddamn maple i want it now um there's a couple places that i'm i'm, I'm hoping we'll have a little uh uh like i don't know Fox, kiosks or whatever set up um, <laughs> i was
0: thinking the same thing
2: exactly <laughs> i called you veruca salt <laughs> <laughs> i want it now <laughs> no but uh there's a so i don't know if, if you're aware there's a, a a shop opening up in in st Albans here called hangry the donut bar they put out some fucking amazing amazing donuts and they're finally getting a storefront and i'm really hoping that they they attend this uh this maple fest this weekend with of course donuts because i i had one of their maple donuts a a couple weeks ago i i I swear to god i dream about that donut sometimes it's it was just so fucking good and i cannot wait to get my hands on more so yeah you know i i've got something to look forward to this weekend even if spurs somehow manage to shit the bed again and make me miserable at least i'll have my maple
0: there you go mike how about you closing thoughts
1: I will also be there, Steve. Um, <clears throat> let's meet up. There's got to be a maple beer in there somewhere. I think uh, maple breakfast stout from 14th uh, Star. Uh, that sounds about boy, right. You
2: know, it'd you know be
1: great, like a like a float, like a uh, like a maple breakfast stout float with a with a drop of uh, vanilla ice cream in there. Wow, that'd be great. Anyway, make
2: it so, 14th Star.
1: <laughs> make it so. Um, my thoughts. My thoughts. My closing thoughts are: um, as much as you you want, and some listeners maybe, um, as much as Twitter wants to go uh, overboard with our Georgia man um, taking a flight across across the ocean uh, to Augusta to watch the masters and flying back as much as you want to make a big fucking deal out of this. It's not a big fucking deal. Um, there are, there are some things that, you know, you can say, Oh, it fucks with the flow of the team. Um, don't, don't leave your team in, in the middle of a, of a, 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 a you know, it would, it, some people are making it akin to a, your ace starting pitcher leaving and uh, taking a
2: couple of days off while your team's in the middle of a pennant race. To so watch golf of all things. I mean, come on, how piss poor can you be? I don't, I don't, have a, nothing I don't better have a problem. To do. with, I don't
1: have a problem with Harry Kane doing that. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it caused what happened. Um, that said, like, you are in the middle of a, of a race for, for top four. You have to be a leader. You're supposed to be a leader. Um, Maybe now, now is not the best time for, to do that. But at the same time you consult your coach. He says, yeah, go take some time off. You guys have been working really hard. You've been great for him. Take some time off. He went and took some time off. He did what he needed to do. He did what he wanted to do. It's, it's not any different than like, say, fucking, you know, back in the day, Kyle Walker going out and saying, oh, I got a couple of days off. I'm going to go get fucking hammered and go to the clubs for fucking three days. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do my job. Well, I get Harry Kane into his job, but nobody else did either. This had nothing to do with Harry Kane fucking leaving and going to Georgia for a day to watch the Masters. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Twitter like blowing up over stupid little shit like that. Like there's, there's no reason that Harry Kane can't do what he wants to do on his days off. There's no, like, it's no different. If Sonny goes out and plays fucking racquetball for fucking 84 hours straight, like it's probably going to wear you out when you're in, when you're in a transcontinental flight or whatever. And I, I know Sonny probably doesn't play racquetball, <laughs> Maybe pickleball, Pickleball's big now. Pickleball's big. But yeah, but at least that's fun. Like nobody else performed. Nobody else performed. You can't, people are out there blaming this on Harry Kane. You cannot blame this shit on Harry Kane. It, it, it is what exactly what Dave said at the beginning of this podcast, All that happened is that sometimes you lay a turd in the middle of the table and guess what happens? It stinks, especially on a holiday. It stinks. And you know what you got to do? You take that turd, you sweep it off the table, you throw it in the trash, and you move on. You don't keep talking about the turd. Yeah. You move on. Yeah. Because, because, you know what, you got the next day, after you've polished that table up, you clean it up, you've got some quality, quality food coming onto that table. And some quality drink coming onto that table that is hot and ready to go.
0: Thanks just rolling delicious. with that analogy. He's it's rolling. It's gonna be with
1: delicious it. and it's gonna be and it's gonna be amazing and it's gonna fulfill you. It's gonna fill up your soul and it's gonna fill up your mind. It's gonna fill up your nostrils with the smells and the tastes, are, and, and and it's gonna make everything okay. Yeah. You know, Mike, I, I think I in the end Spurs are going to be okay. We lost one fucking game. Relax guys. Relax. Ooh, I, it's not I, Harry Kane's fault. I love hearing
0: Mike say that here's what I want to say on the Harry Kane thing. Um, Cause you know, I'll be the first to try to hold him accountable if I think he's being a goofball. And while I personally think flying to Georgia um, is a bit excessive, here's the thing. I just looked it up. It's basically an eight hour flight from London to Atlanta. Right. So Eight hour flights suck. That's, that's no fun. That's uncomfortable, but you know, what's, what's important to acknowledge. There have been times that I've driven eight hours in a day for something and driven eight hours back. And five days later, I wasn't talking about it, which is what this would have been if he went on Monday and then we played a, we played a game on Saturday and there's another piece worth acknowledging. Harry Kane flies a little bit differently than Wicked Spursy Dave does. You know what I mean? Um, He's probably in a relatively comfortable situation, probably has the ability to take a nap whenever he, he needs to. You know, he doesn't have some goofball sitting next to him asking if they can get up and go use the restroom or or the beverage cart lady banging him in the knee every time they come past while he's trying to fall asleep. Right. I suspect Harry is is traveling relatively well. So if the guy wants to make a, a 16 hour round trip trip,
2: you get your fully day off
0: yeah let it let him do his thing and then retreat to his egg and get a freaking nap and that was monday and we played on saturday we laid a turd on the table but to mike's point we'll bring out the nice plates and silverware next weekend and uh we'll hope that everything's good from there
2: we fired up now oh
0: steve we thought he was done
2: counterpoint dinner
1: i thought i was gonna have dinner
2: if I had a work colleague that went to watch fucking golf and then came back and told me about it, I'd probably spend the next week, you know, wanting to fucking hang myself for having to listen to that. So maybe he did have some kind of an impact on that team and it's all golf's fault. I'm blaming golf for this loss.
0: Not Mikel Arteta.
2: No, I, I blame him for just about everything that happens. Uh, poorly. You
1: know what? If Gareth Bale if Gareth if Gareth Bale were on this team still, he would, he would have gone with Harry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they would have so. had a great time together and then it would have been called team building. You know. Instead it's, it's just one guy the watching a fucking bullshit. boring ass
2: game and then coming back and I'm sure he told This is not this is it. not
1: Harry Kane. This is not Harry Kane stopping uh, you know it, not going to fucking you know preseason training because he wants to hang out and be a celebrity in Florida with with Tom Brady. Yeah, that it's, would never this, happen. This is, Jeez, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is this is Harry Kane. This is Harry Kane. Uh, getting a couple of days off, uh, going within his means to do a a, a relaxing. Uh, uh, well, probably not relaxing because he's walking that entire fucking course, probably with the with the players, but. Going, going, and doing something that he likes. You know, when you go on vacation, you know vacations are not always the most relaxing situations. You ever been to Disney? <laughs> it's, yep. yeah, it's not a relaxing situation. You don't no. come back refreshed. Well, that's the good thing. Harry you tried to, to do. You tried to drink your way through Epcot. That, that's why you felt that way, Mike. Two different times. <laughs> three no three different times three different times yes uh the, the <laughs> there was one time where my mother was not impressed because she was there <laughs> and i ha- and i had children at that point
2: classic
1: discussion for another time david
0: Thank all you. right that'll be next week hey wicked spursy fans we appreciate you that's that's our episode uh we'll be back after the next one gentlemen appreciate you as always time to wrap things up uh, Steve, one last comment.
2: Quiz, 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 quiz. And? Be don't be an asshole.
0: And Mike? <laughs> be safe. There. there it is. Peace, suckers. <laughs>